Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Let it be a blessing to every single body in Jesus' name. The Bible says that there is a time for everything under the what? The, the heavens. Every single thing under the heavens has a particular time of manifestation, of occurrence. And if you are within this world that we are in, you need to have an understanding of the times and seasons we find ourselves. And when you proceed to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, verse 2, the Bible makes us understand something very, very interesting. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 2. And I believe that if there's a time to be born, the Bible says there's also a time to what? Die. Today I'll be stretching on a time to die on a time to die, on a time to die. You see, it would take a believer, a death to your old self to become a believer. It would take your crucifixion through baptism and through accepting of Christ and identifying yourself as a Christian to be able to enjoy certain things. I always say that God loves every single body. The love of God, I describe it as a circle, okay? We are all within that circle. Believers, non-believers, atheists, Buddhists, Muslims, I mean, scientists, whatever they are. But within the circle, there's an inner circle. And that inner circle comprises of those who have covenanted with God, those who believe in the Son, those who have that covenant with the Son and have been translated from the old nature, the old man, the Adamic nature, the fallen nature of man into what? The new creation through Christ Jesus. And it would take a person who has died to their own nature for that person to experience the kingdom time. You see, there's a time that God works with. The last time I said, um, I have my time. And probably you will have your time. It wouldn't be the same. But there's a time that superimposes our time. That is God's time. When God decides to do something in his time, no amount of prayers, no amount of, I mean, um, collation or signatures can change what God wants to do because God is all-powerful. He is an eternal God. He has no beginning or no end, but yet time comes out of him. And he spoke that let it be time, let it be. And it was in the beginning, it came. So you ask yourself a question, if God created the heavens and the earth, before then, where was God? 
before time, space, and matter, where was God? That is another story. But the Bible says that a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, focusing on a time to die. You see, there's a time in our life where we have to come to realization that we need to die to certain things. We need to die to certain things. Every single um, farmer would understand that when they want to sow a seed and they take a seed and put it in the soil, the seed has to come to a point where it dies in the soil and for some time, given the necessary condition, rain, good um, um, soil, fertilizer, and proper tendering of the soil, the seed that is there comes out. And when the seed comes out, it takes a proper what, watering for the what, this, the seed or the little seedling to grow up to become a tree. From the time where the, the farmer puts the seed in the soil to the time where it becomes a fruit or a cash crop for the farmer to benefit, there is a duration. And a lot of us see the outside, I mean, the, um, the finished products, the finished work of for the farmer, but you don't see the, the initial process where the seed goes through, going through the temperature, the heat of the soil, going through, I mean, bacteria, worms, penetrating and then trying to destroy. In the midst of it all, the seed is able to rise up what am I trying to put across today? The Bible says that Jesus is the author and finisher. The one who starts and the one who ends our faith. And we should look steadfastly onto Jesus because it is through him that we have become new creation. So if it is through him that we have become new creation, it means that we should follow whatever he did. And Jesus came, the Bible says that Jesus came in a particular time. He spent a total of 33 years. He spent three years. And the Bible says that the first incident in the Bible where Jesus' ministry began, the start of his ministry was at a wedding. And the Bible says that, and Jesus was at Cana, and his mom came to him and he said, whatever you do, do to what? Find us a wine for the wedding. And he said, why do you want me to do a miracle before my time? This is what Jesus said, before my time. But the woman says something, that whatever he says, do it. You see, there are two things at play here. If you've done a little bit of theology, I mean, some of us have done it, you realize that before the coming of Christ Jesus, the church was in a silence era where over 400 years, it's believed that God wasn't speaking. And the moment that Jesus came in, the moment that Jesus came in, 
that old era where there was silence in the church, there was silence in Israel, where God wasn't speaking and God wasn't doing anything within that, that period. It ended, it died. And the Bible says, on that precious day, our Lord and Master Jesus told them to fetch water out of what? The trough. And he said that, and the Bible says, water turned into life, into wine. It turned into wine. I want you to hold on to that. And let us fast forward through the life of Jesus down to where he got to Gethsemane. And the Bible says he was praying, praying with fear of what was to come, knowing the pain that he would go through. And the Bible says that he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. That is the heavenly father's will be done. And he succumbed to it and he allowed the will of God to be established. And we know the story that on that day, Jesus was betrayed and he was taken up and he went through a lot of persecution for our sake. He was bruised for our sake. He was pierced for our sake and he was crucified. And the Bible says that our Lord Master Jesus, after realizing that the entire world's sin was upon him. He cried out to the father and the father could not behold him because the entire world's sin was on him. And at that time, he had come to a place of death. And the Bible says that Jesus gave up willingly his spirit. His spirit, he gave it up. And the Bible says that the moment his spirit was what? Um, released when he gave away the Holy Spirit that was in him. The Bible says that he closed his eyes and he died. And the Bible says the moment that thing happened, there was a supernatural turnaround. The Bible says that the earth was shaking. The Bible says that the devil that separated the, the children of Israel from the holies of holies, from the Ark of Covenant, representing the presence of God, was torn open. What am I trying to say? When we spend time celebrating a birthday, without placing emphasis on the day that we die to that old nature that brought us into the world, we are missing who we are. We have to come to a point where the Bible Jesus the Bible says that Jesus says we should make it a ritual, a continuous effort to be taking the communion in remembrance of what he did, of his death. So the church is supposed to be placing emphasis on the birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection. Nothing more, nothing less. This is the three cardinal things that we are supposed to hold fast especially in these end times, in the time where the enemy is strategizing certain things, putting things in place for the Antichrist, you need to hold fast onto these three things, the birth, the resurrection, and the what? The death. The birth, the, the death, 
and the resurrection. When Jesus died, he presented something to us that even though as a man and as a God, he lived his life on earth fulfilling the purpose of God. But for him, as a man and as a God, to fulfill or truly accomplish what God had said, he had to die. So if we are followers of Christ, Paul says something that crucify the members of your body daily. So that is to say that every single day, if you are a child of the kingdom, where the prophetic destiny, where the word of God hanging over your neck, that you are going to be a great nation, that you are going to be a minister of the gospel, that you are going to spread the gospel to all ends of the world. And you believe that Jesus is your Lord and your master. You have to continually die to self. And it's not a one-time thing that, oh, once you are saved, forever saved. No. You have to conscientize yourself. Paul says something that working out your what, salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that there is an aspect of your life, the Adamic nature that will always try to come in. Now, let me digress a little bit. When we say the Adamic nature, it's a nature where it has the tendency to what, go against the will of God. And that produces sin. So anything that the Holy Spirit does not approve, it is sin. So a lot of people are trying to make sin look simple. Anything that the Holy Spirit does not approve. So sometimes I I remember there was a time where I was driving and I had a gum and I wanted to throw it out because I was about heading towards a a destination. And the moment I was trying to do it, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Don't do that. It's a sin. Someone will say, Apostle, why is that a sin? I mean, is the Holy Spirit telling me? You see, you are throwing it out. You're making the place dirty. Especially when you are driving, you are not putting on your seatbelt. It's another level. That is why the dealings of the Holy Spirit is very different from people to people. Because... If peradventure something should happen without your seatbelt on and you pass out, that means every single body connected to you, anyone who's supposed to be blessed by you, anyone who's supposed to receive the blessings God has deposited within you. As the Bible says, there's treasure in earthen vessels. That is you and I. If you do not listen to the rebukes of the Holy Spirit, and you live a careless life. God wants you to fulfill your life, but you should know that time to do whatever you have to do. And you go out. That means that those who are connected to you have missed their blessing, and the enemy has an advantage over them. So the Bible says that continually die to self. Die to self. Die to self. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Your members, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? For the end time harvest, 
as believers, for us to fulfill the end time harvest, we need to come to a point where we put to death daily. Somebody say, Apostle, today I want to know the time that I'm going to travel, the time that I'm going to get married, the time I'm going to get my job. You see, it says, seek the kingdom of God first, and everything shall be added. But the kingdom of God goes with your willingness to what? Die to self. The Bible says that the moment that the, 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 the Hebrew teacher came to meet Jesus in John, the Bible says that Nicodemus came and he said, Master, I know how you do these signs and wonders. We know that this is not from anyone. You are a teacher from God. If you are a teacher from God, we acknowledge that you are from God. He acknowledged it, that he's exceptional. Now, he came to understand how Jesus was able to do what he was doing. How Jesus was able to raise the dead, to heal the sick. I mean, to call for money, miracle money out of the mouth of the fish to place his hands upon, I mean, those who are demonically possessed and who are being oppressed by demons. And he cast it out. Whereas from Genesis to Malachi, no one had ever done that thing before. They were marveled. And this is what Jesus said. He said that you cannot do this unless you, what, be born again. That means they have to die and have to what, be born again. And that, that was the answer that Nicodemus, Nicodemus said. He said, how can I, I mean, go through what you are saying? Jesus was saying something different. He said, unless you be born by the water and the spirit, according to what John chapter 4 um, said, he said, be born of the water. The water signifying the spirit of what? Repentance. The Holy Spirit pushing you through to break you. That is identifying yourself that Christ died and he rose. You identify yourself. So you come to a point where you understand that mystery. That as I am being baptized and I'm rising up, it is a representation of what Christ did. That he is dead and I am also dying. The born of water and the spirit. And the spirit coming upon you. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will convict you. Convict you of every single sin. Convict you of every single, I mean, thing that does not fall in line. So if you're having a problem with anger, with bitterness, um, with, with, with um, broken relationship of not mending things with your father, your mother, and you are in resentment. If you're having things with addiction, secret sins, drinking, certain things that does not glorify God's body, the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict you, to cause you to live a life of what? Holiness. A life that you continually die to self, die to the old nature to allow the nature and the likeness of God, that is the Holy Spirit in you, to grow. And when you come to a point where that happens, that is where you see the fullness of God in your life. When you come to a point where you are dying daily, like how the master Jesus died daily, the Bible says that he could separate himself. When people were coming around, 
the master Jesus will separate himself. Be alone with the father. The Bible says Jesus separated himself for 40 days, fasting, without food and water. Food and water is what makes this flesh survive. It's what makes the soul grow. And it's what makes this body go on. But he focused on the spirit. And as we are taking this spiritual exercise of fasting, that is what God is going to do with us. We're going to deal with every form of addiction. We need to die to any form of addiction. The Bible says that when, 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 when Joseph left his father's house, his coat of many colors was stripped from him, signifying that any form of pride he had before, any form of, I mean, haughtiness he had, it was taken away. So he had to humble himself. And the Bible says he was humbled when he went to Potiphar's house. He became nothing. Joseph is, in a way, a representation of Christ. The Bible says that his, his, his dress was what? They cast a lot upon it. And the Bible says that when Joseph went to the house of Potiphar, he was able to turn things around. He brought about life. There was death there. When Jesus came into the scene, the Bible says miracles became a thing. People who were demon-possessed received I mean, their deliverance. There was things going on. Egypt representing the world. Jesus came to the world. He said, I did not come for those who are what? Who are healed. Or those who are what? I came for the sick. In other words, I came for sinners. Joseph, as a representative or a, a type of Jesus, went to Egypt. Brought about a change in Potiphar's house. But he had to die to self continually. How do I know that? The Bible says that, and Potiphar's wife came when everything was at this point. And he said, if you will what? Bow down and have an affair with me. If you bow down and steal, if you bow down to your flesh, Pay attention to your flesh, to your desires, what the body is yearning and craving for, and insult, and slander, and gossip, and not pray, and not intercede, and just live a life outside the presence of God. Everything in this house, I'll give it to you. And Joseph said, no. I cannot do this against God and against my master. Notice, he said, against God and my master. Jesus said, nevertheless, your will, that is the father, and not mine, that is man. Jesus said, I cannot do this against God or Potiphar, my master. And the Bible makes us understand that when he said that, the woman tried to force herself and he fled and he fleeing. She took hold of the garment that he had. And that represents the authority, the establishment, the dominion, I mean, the influence that he had. The Bible says that Jesus, at his peak, when he was 
a man of influence. When he was entering into Jerusalem, they said, Hosanna, Hosanna. And he started putting things on the floor. And the donkey started walking on it, representing influence, authority. Being on a donkey signifying his realm of authority. The Bible said he was stripped of it after that. Likewise, Joseph was stripped of it. And Joseph went into the prison. I'm talking about a time to die. You see, before, from the point of your vision to the manifestation, a lot of things goes on. Some of us, we are receive the word that you are going to be a great man of God, a great woman of God, a great minister of God, that you lay hands on the sick and you'll be healed. But you yourself, you're having this sickness. You've been diagnosed of a certain disease. And as a Christian, you are praying and things are not happening. Do you know what? It is your faith that is being built. It is your faith that is being tested. If you hold on tight and you will not lose hope, if you hold on tight and press on doing the good thing, that marriage that has been a trouble, that studies that is giving you, I mean, sleepless nights, if you can hold on through the test of time, in the womb of time, God will turn certain things around. And the Bible says that Joseph entered into the prison. And the prison in that sense, the revelation the Holy Spirit gave me, as Joseph is a type of Jesus, represents being dead. The Bible says Jesus went into the tomb for three days. He died for three days. And the Bible said that the stone was rolled. In the tomb, no one remembers you. I believe when we die, very soon we all go up to heaven. When I say very soon, probably it might be 70 years, maybe tomorrow. We, we don't know when. But peradventure, if that thing happens, when you go into the tomb, no one comes to you. You are alone there. The Bible says Jesus was left alone with the, the, the soldiers guarding his tomb. The Bible says Joseph was left alone. Alone, a Hebrew in the midst of Egyptians, in a prison, and for some reason, he did not what, give up, but he continually died to self. And you see, the Bible says, where light shines, darkness can never comprehend. The Bible says Jesus went down, and when he went down, because he was the light, he took the keys of death. He had victory. The Bible says that when Joseph went to the prison, instead of being, I mean, subjected to the, the punishment of prisoners, the Bible says he rose above it all because he was dying to self. He humbled himself and God glorified him. And the prison warden gave him that reverence. And in the NLT, it says, and the prison warden was so, so pleased with what um, Joseph was doing. That is to say, the prison warden being a, a type of Satan, holding captives, us, the Bible says that Jesus took the keys. When you read the Bible, it said, and Christ Jesus made a public spectacle of principalities, powers, darkness, thrones, dominions, witchcraft, powers, I mean, 
COVID-19, Ebola, um, SARS, Alpha, Gamma, Beta, all kinds of the disease. He made a public spectacle of them 2,000 years ago. Likewise, they taught, Potiphar's wife taught, that was the end for Joseph. But for some reason, because of God's divine timing, preparing Joseph throughout, that I'm going to use you to set up the enemy. He doesn't know that it is a prophecy. He doesn't know that I am doing something because of you and I. I need to set up the Egyptian, I mean, Potiphar's wife, Pharaoh, to bring Joseph there, to bring a Hebrew who is a light, to bring the light to them. And the Bible said, when the tomb of Joseph was rolled, he came out and the old nature, the Bible says that the prison clothes, before he got to Pharaoh, everything was taken off because he could not take his, 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 his prison dress. Likewise, Jesus, when the tomb was rolled, and the Bible says that the woman came up to him, Mary, Madeline, and the other ladies, they said, you cannot touch me. I need to see the father first. And the Bible says that when he met Pharaoh, he presented himself and he had a dream. And the dream, he interpreted it. And that was where the vision was manifested. Tonight, I am here just to release a word that if you can die to self, come to a point where you're saying that, Lord Jesus, I am tired of this life that I am living. A life where today I am on fire, tomorrow I am not because I am living a life of flesh, doing everything on my own, allowing certain sins, not allowing the Holy Spirit to take control over me. But I want you to take over, to be Lord and Master. One thing the Lord said to me that this year, I've always been saying it, this year from 2021 to 2030, that decade, if I am not with you, it will be hard for you to succeed. If you do not die to self, it will be hard for you to overcome what the enemy is doing. To conclude, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says that, and they overcame him by the blood. Whose blood? The blood of the lamb, the blood of our master Jesus. That is to say, when Joseph was being sold, the Bible says they killed the lamb and they wanted to show to the father, Jacob, that look at what has happened. A wild beast has devoured your favorite son. That is to show that blood was shed. That is to show that Jesus' blood has the power. If you can die to self, Knowing that you are dead and your life is in Christ, according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, he said, You are dead, your life is hid with what? Christ. And you are seated in heavenly places. Seek the things above. Seek to die to self and seek the kingdom, which is above every other kingdom. If you can die to self, if you can die to self, Every single time you are dying to self, people say, why are Christians always fasting? Why are they always living holy? Why are they not drinking? Why are they not going out for the clubs? Why are they not doing this? Why not doing that? You tell them, I am dying to self because I want to seek the things above, according to Colossians chapter 3. 
I want to see the things above, the kingdom above. That is why Jesus said, thy will in heaven, which is above, be done on earth. If you don't seek the kingdom above, you can never experience whatever blessings you want to see. And the Bible says that anyone who saves his life or her life will lose it or preserves his or her life will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. So tonight, I just want to say that as a believer in this end time, try as much as possible to die to yourself and let your spirit grow. As the Bible says that God created us in his image and his likeness, representing a spirit because he breathed into us. He made every other creation come out of his word. But when it got to us, he made us and he breathed his spirit. So if you can let the, the, the flesh die and let the spirit leave, that is where you enter into your set time of manifestation. God bless you and God increase you in every other field of your life. And may the Holy Spirit cause you to die to self that you will enjoy the blessings that he has for you in Jesus' name.